0: Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my co-host Mike. Mike, good to have you again. Good to be here. Okay, and today, you know, our what special guest, oh. Nick. What? Is, <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: you forgot me. If I had our free special will, guest,
0: been... Nick, who, who's only able to come here from Manhattan every three months or so. So we're very glad to have him, and he's going to help us like discuss this very important topic. Um, the, the, the this is episode number 163, free will and becoming mega famous. Okay, just very briefly, like I'll explain what this show is about. Then we'll go into like a definition of free will, refute it a little, and describe the importance of this show. But like this this whole episode is going to be about the importance of of, of the, the topic and all. So basically, free will and becoming mega famous. The idea behind this is like uh, there's a, an eminent philosopher, John Searle. Okay. He's like, in this encyclopedia of philosophers that are born after 1900, he's ranked number 13 in terms of how many times he's been cited. So he's not just a philosopher. And he happens to believe in free will, so he's not biased. It's not like it's a self-serving statement, he said. So anyway, so this woman um, philosopher, Sue Blackmore from Great Britain, was doing a, um, a book on consciousness back in 2005 interviewed Searle asked them essentially what would it be what would it mean for our world to acknowledge that free will is an illusion and free and and Searle John Searle said it would be a quote a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Newton or Galileo or Darwin. It would alter our whole mm-hmm. conception of our relation to the universe. That's how big this is, all right? So that the the theme of this show is like, you know... We've been doing this show for like three years, whatever, three and a half years. We've been doing the meetups. You've been doing your show in Manhattan for two and a half years, and others. We're bringing it up, you know, into the mainstream from academia, where it's languished, you know, for 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 hundreds of years. So we've we've taken that step. And I don't know if you can see these magazine covers, but you know. Basically, over the last couple of years or so, it's been on the cover of two science magazines, major first time ever. But the next step has to be somebody, somebody who, like, you know, is well-connected, wants historical mega fame, because this is what this is about. You know, we need somebody who really can do that to take it to the next level by creating, let's say, a, a documentary, a theatrical release, you know, major motion picture docu- documentary that describes this, or by a television show, some manner to just take this idea and then just like amplify it big time to the entire world. Okay, that's the theme of this show. So, all right, so before we get into this, as, as we do it with every show, we're going to first define what people mean when they say they have free will, why such a prospect is not possible and why this, this, this whole topic is, is so important. Okay, um, Nick, start us off.
1: Keeping it simple, the free will means you could have done otherwise.
0: Okay, and all right, so explain, now all right, explain why couldn't you couldn't have not done otherwise.
1: We're all conditioned, everything I'm saying is a conditioned response going towards pleasure and away from pain. Everything Mike's about to say is a conditioned response, everything George is saying, based on our personal history. Okay, all right. That's why we couldn't have done otherwise, and I know we, the universe would have to... Be, I would have to have a different consciousness and be a different person every step, cause and effect, to, be, to say something different than what I'm saying right now. I would have to be a different person. I hear you.
0: Okay, Mike. Right,
2: so um, the illusion of free will is basically the belief that um, you, your choices and actions um, are made completely free of any external agents it's from the dictionary, but of course, you know, our nature, our conditioning, um, our biology, our psychology, just everything uh, goes against that.
0: Excellent. All right, and I'm going to give a third definition, well, actually very similar to yours, Mike. Yeah, basically, that like, you know, we would have a free will if we could decide free of anything that's not under control. I mean, agency says that it's kind of like it could be the laws of nature, it could be our genetics, it could be our environment, anything. And so like a different description or explanation of why we don't have free will is that like consider the universe, like e- cause and effect, causality, this law of cause and effect. You know, the state of the universe of the Big Bang was the only thing that could have caused the state of the universe of the next moment. And that second moment of the universe caused the state of the universe of the third moment. And on Caused by you know through this chain of cause and effect to the present moment, and so the point is like so that if the universe is evolving state by state, moment by moment in this causal manner, initiated by the Big Bang, nothing within the universe can escape that universal um, causality. In other words, we can't make a decision that's outside of the universe. So the universe, so our decisions are all guided by this causality. Okay, so like that you know that. Explains. I mean, my God, free will is completely impossible. You, you got to wonder why people, you know, how, how the universe like doesn't allow people to get this already. So, um, and so we right, So we've already we talked about why it's important, right, with the Searle thing. I think, yeah, it's
1: the biggest thing ever. All right. So, um, what could be bigger? Can you think of anything bigger? And telling the world there's no free will. I can well, name one.
0: Like, if let's say, like somebody came up with like a happiness pill. So I'm like, you know, like
1: this pill you The person inventing it would have to know it wasn't his free will inventing it though.
0: No, but it'd no, still be the no, no, let's like no no. The guy creates a happiness pill, you take it in the morning, it's like a vitamin, vitamin V, right? But this is vitamin H. Okay, everybody blisses out <laughs> Blisses out through an entire day I think that would be bigger Because, you know why? Because, like, why are we doing this show? Because we predict, we understand It's, it's our expectation that as we overcome the illusion of free will We're going to be happy You and
1: I, Mike, we're all doing this to, bec- to become more pleasurable in our own lives We're going and for the world it. So if we just took a pill, we wouldn't have to do the show Yeah, who, who needs it, right? Right, right Just take the pill, yeah.
0: Okay, alright, <laughs> so, like, so... Guys, all right. I've got this. I got this outline for the show, but I'm not sure, you know, about it.
1: Whatever. I put mine away. I don't know.
0: That's all right. How do we, how do we, you know, convince somebody who's got, let's say, connections in the movie industry, who's got connections with with people who are going to finance this project, that if they do something like this, you know, according to this John Searle quote, they'll be doing the greatest. Scientific discovery ever. They'll be responsible for because, like, in other words, like, what whoever does is, and we're, we're part of this also because we're like, you know, we're on the bottom, on the bottom floor of this, like, you know, this enterprise is just starting and all. Because we're, we're creating. But like, for example, with Freud, with Freud, um, he wasn't the first person to discover the unconscious, mm-hmm. but he was the first person to popularize it. So this person would be the first person to okay. just make the world No. So how do we do this? Well, first
1: of all, if you're watching MNN, I know you're also in Westchester, but MNN has the big population. We have to make an entertaining show. Whoever's watching this show, it's a monkey-see, monkey-do world. So you see our show, maybe you start debating your other friends, get more people involved, pass the knowledge along that there's guys on TV debating, or we're actually saying there's no free will, but we'd like to have a debate show. And then think about the ratings and the money that will come. If it's on CNN, free will, question mark. And uh, from that, a movie should be made, but it's you know first going to entertain the people, get them thinking. People love relatable topics. I know there's tons of shows about like a family in the suburb with kids, and they get into all kinds of situations. Mm. There's nothing more relatable than free will versus no... I think it should be a free will versus no free will debate show, and let the free will representatives show up, debate us, and it'll be very entertaining. And yeah. then ratings, then money, then advertising, and then a movie. When the cat comes out of the bag finally, you can't go re- and reverse... In other words, once we get this free will, no free will debate out, it's going to happen for a very long time. It's be great, great theater to watch. Okay, my, my
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know um, how relatable it is like to the average person. I think there's definitely an audience for it out there. It affects
1: there. everything you do. How could it not be relatable?
2: Because you have to be able to abstractly conceptualize it.
1: No, but we're going to popularize it for the masses. Try to make it like. You don't have free will, you know, to act otherwise. Keep it as simple as possible. Stay away from philosophical terms that people. Do. I agree with what you're saying, but don't have an intellectual thing with, you know, Deepak Chopra and Dan Dennett going <laughs> back and forth with compatibilism, incompat- quantum mechanics and Heisenberg. Keep it simple so that people can get it. Free will versus no free will debate show.
2: Then in that case, wouldn't you say that there are a lot of films already that sort of outline a cause and effect?
1: No, I want a, sh- a movie called No Free Will. How much more simple can it get?
2: Because that's a very abstract concept.
0: And so, even okay, do
1: you see what Mike's saying? No, explain, go ahead. Wait, I, he's saying, we want this to be the biggest thing ever. You want to popularize it. He's saying it's abstract. The regular people won't get it. Well, because let, the illusion
2: of free will is a very powerful one. Right? I just
1: want to tell the world: What if it's not an illusion? It's so obvious that it's not even. It's so obvious it's not an illusion. An illusion is like what a magician does at a magic show and tries to trick you. There's nothing tricky about cause and effect. Nothing's trying to trick me. It's not only obvious; it's super obvious. There's no free will. What's the problem here?
2: Well, hear me out. I think like the average moviegoer, they're going to see a character uh, going through, you know, a series of trials and tribulations. They make a certain, um, they make choices. they We observe them making actions, or at least behaving like, you know, they um, appear to have free will to the average person. But, um, the idea that they don't is still very much, uh, much Um, more abstract realization. Like, you can see people being affected by their environment, but that's not necessarily enough to make people fully understand uh, everything. George
1: has proposed vignettes where you have a relationship with a guy and a girl breaking up, and and the movie director can clearly say, this is with the free will model, and then let's do it with the no free will model and show it much more compassionate and kind. I don't see what's so abstract about that. Make it very simple. This movie's called No Free Will, How Your Life Will Be Better. And just show what I mean. That's what you. Uh, that was his example of how. How would you make the movie? Well, what I, would the movie I be think, about? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It is. It shouldn't it is, be
1: abstract. I agree with Mike.
0: And and it is complicated for people. It shouldn't be complicated. You know, it's as clear as two plus two equals four. To us. But for whatever reason, it is complicated. So like, so for that reason, I think that um, that you know, a, a major movie as opposed to starting with a debate show because the debate show might just confuse people more. In <laughs> other words, because right. like. You know, because you have people... It's like people saying, like, like, would we have a debate show about, like, crea- creationism versus evolution? I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> but,
1: but, but, I, I want to know what the movie... How would you make stars. the movie sellable? No, and, and
0: no, all right. The way we do that...
1: Non-abstract, like we, with Mike.
0: We would do... We would start out... It would be exactly the opposite as how Sam Harris started his book. Sam Harris, like, starts the book with, like, some horrific crime and we're expected to excuse the killers because they're not free will. That's not what people want. People need to kind of, like, you know, these vignettes. We gotta, gotta, like, make them understand that their lives are gonna be better. That, like, not, not, we're, right, with the free will thing is, like, I, of my free will, did something, whatever, and it's up to me and all, big deal. We'd be saying, so like, we're manifesting the will of the universe, the will of God. We've got to, like, make it grand. So what
1: would you name the movie? Oh,
0: um, God's Will. You know why? Because, like, 80% of Americans are, like, religious.
1: But how's anyone going to know that's a movie about refuting free will? God's Will. Everything is God's Will. Here's proof.
2: Um... It's interesting because, like, you're using the word God, Yeah, we'd confusing. be, like, refuting, like, the Catholic doctrine of <laughs> yes, free will. So yeah. that would be pretty... That would take
0: some nerve. Exactly, because in other words, like... Free will is a religious concept. There's a bit of it in philosophy that predated the religious thing, but it was it was essentially St. Augustine, you know, Augustine of Hippo, 380 AD. He's trying to, like, figure out why there's evil in the world. He can't blame God because God's supposed to be all good, so he blames us. You know, it doesn't make sense. So, like, so, so the idea of, like, if we call it something of God's will, and you're right, I, th- I think with something like this, if if the movie is, like, about, like, explaining to the entire world absolutely nothing is up to anyone, I would hope that word of mouth, people will say, you've got to see this movie, you know. And then, and then, like, the the, the outcome is, like, yeah, all right. So, like, we're not manifesting our will. We're manifesting the, the will of God. And I think that maybe ennobles us, you know, that, that brings us from just being, like, insignificant. But we have
1: to show the people how your life is better and more pleasurable without free will. Absolutely. That's the, how you'll sell it. Obviously, actions always still have consequences. So you can't just go and do whatever you want. But you'll be kinder, gentler, more compassion. What else? What are the other? Less homicide is my theory. Less suicide. Less self hatred. Less other hatred. Uh, less violence.
0: All right. Okay. Absolutely. So, so we, we're we're presenting a movie that that's going to appeal to their personal desires and all to live a happier life. To you know. But like in terms of the whoever produces this. They're going to want to, I guess, make a lot of money from it, right? Um, how can we? What do we say to convince them that they'll make like more money than they, they imagine with this?
2: Well, I'm a, it I still don't, has to be entertaining.
1: Yes, okay. and easy for the regular people to get. They should probably get you're, a well-known you're, you're, actor. You're against all this Deepak Chopra, Dan Dennett verbiage of words that most regular people can't understand. You don't want, like, compatibilism, incompatibilism. Uh, all, you know, whatever Dan Dennett, these crazy uh,
2: Deepak Chopra does try to make it more accessible mumbo jumbo. Dennett, though.
1: With the quantum mechanics angle, they really try to confuse you.
2: There's an audience for that, but I don't know about
0: mainstream. No. All right, I'm thinking like the movie. Remember the the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. All right, that that grossed 15 million in the box office. And that, like you know, that confused a lot of stuff. That said about quantum mechanics stuff that that it doesn't say and all. So I'm guessing a movie like this would easily gross 100 to 200 million. So that what that would translate to what 50 million for the the person who creates or whatever the producers. If it's
1: marketed towards the public and not the intellectual, yes. But this is a you know intellectual topic. That's what I'm. Cons- I like your ideas with the vignettes where you do a scene. With the free will paradigm being much worse, and then you reverse and do the scene again without free will, and it's much kinder.
2: Or it's people like can see a, how it's better. Or a character lives their life with the belief in free will, then like somewhere in the middle of the film they have some big realization that it's not going to sustain happiness, and then they change, and then oh, like, I towards was the end of rewind,
1: the hoping you rewind the second half, you rewind the movie, and start the movie again with no free will, and everything turns out better.
2: If you're going to, like, or, but, chronologically yeah. toss things around, then, yeah, maybe it could work like um, like one of those uh, Chris Nolan films where they change uh, time around, like uh, Memento. You know that?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect example. It, like, actually based runs based my backwards. my personal history, <laughs> my conditioning, I don't know what you're talking about. See, you just proved there's no free will.
2: Yeah, it's a film that
0: starts at the end and then... It wasn't you know, in, was in my, my genetic... Beginning. It wasn't in my nature yeah, and nurture to right, know what
1: right, you're right, talking yeah. about.
0: <laughs> All right. So, like, another thing, like, so but I have
1: one question. Do you think this topic is still relatively taboo? If you're at a cocktail party with friends and you're talking about, you know, gay marriage, vibrators, uh, downloading porn, and then you refute free will, it's kind of still not allowed. I mean, everything else is allowed. The my, three the things I just is mentioned. My take
0: like Scientific American, mind. New scientists came out with cover stories between 2010 and 2012. About three dozen major magazines and, and um, newspapers came out with the often first ever refutations of free will. It's out there, but people are in denial. People are in shock. People don't want to talk about it, just like they don't want to talk about climate change and stuff, right. because, like, you know,
1: it threatens. But I see erectile dysfunction ads on primetime uh, TV during the Yankee game at ten o'clock. It could be, I mean, but yep, they don't have any, you know anything about no free will. It doesn't make any sense. But there's nothing. Why, that, why are we more taboo than that?
2: There's nothing abstract about erectile uh, dysfunction. So you're saying like this, the problem is it's
1: abstract?
2: Yeah, that it's very conceptual. It's, you have to have a lot of um, intelligence.
0: That type of intelligence.
1: See, Mike makes a good point. Maybe it's too abstract. All right, well, how do we make it more concrete? Let's
0: let's let's focus this movie on. Um, well, all right. How do we make it concrete? Let, let's go with this climate change angle again. In other words, like you know, some people might say to themselves, "Fine, you, this movie tells us we don't have free will. Big deal. Doesn't matter. It might make our lives a little better, or whatever." But like, mm-hmm. if we can if we can get let's say a lot of a lot of politicians, a lot of scientists. Are very deeply concerned with the state of the world, the state of our future. Right? They have no idea how to convince this public that climate change is happening. You know. So all of a sudden, we we you know somebody one of, one of these you know scientists hooks up with a, a movie producer. You know they get together. They they write a script for for this movie. That explains to people. Listen, if we're ever going to like solve this climate crisis, we better start fast. And in order to start fast, we have to overcome this illusion of free will first. You know, that's causing the climate change denial. I mean, we just went into, we just did an episode on this. Um, you know, last the last episode. So, how does that angle play out?
1: I like the climate change angle because you're connecting an abstract concept to something that people can actually touch and feel. More materially, like the climb, but I, I also want to connect free, overcoming the illusion of free will, and lessening homicide and suicide and depression, because without free will, you can still be depressed, but you won't be depressed that you're depressed. You can still be angry, but you won't be angry that you're angry. You can still be upset, but you won't be upset that you're upset. So the secondary emotion will go away and we will we'll put all the psychiatrists and psychologists immediately out of business because they don't teach it this way. But getting rid of the, the illusion of free will or getting to the no free will place should make people happier, more content, more satisfied almost instantly, not to mention vindicative and forgiving for all the silly and stupid mistakes you've made. Okay, it's Mike? like an instant panacea for everything. Well, Mike, how that sound?
2: Yeah, as long as they found a way to make it entertaining. I mean, I feel because that's what most mainstream audiences are there for. They're not well, there that's why to I learn the bill, People
1: arguing, yelling, interrupting, you know, like I'm doing.
2: Yeah, though I doubt, you know, people who watch those films are going to watch the debates.
1: You but, don't think debates would be entertaining? Well, my fear about debates
0: is like, you know, like, Let's say you debate climate change. You know, you have two sciences up there. Nobody knows this stuff. We don't know climate change, so they're, they're debating. They're confusing the issue. I'm af- I'm afraid the Deepak Chopra is like, well, these vibrations and like nonsense stuff that he talks about it will just confuse people more. You know. So
1: you think a no free will free will debate would be confusing?
0: I think yes. It's like another. Would we ever like have a debate about whether two plus two equals four? I don't think so. You know, cause, like, somebody's going to say, no, no. Under certain math, it actually equals seven. You know? Just say
1: in the debate, everything you're saying is a conditioned response. Will you agree to that? The guy on the free will on, side. Yeah, I hey. guess the
0: biggest
2: refutation of that would be most people would just be like, mm, well, so what? Like, how does that affect, um, you know, my personality, my actions? Um they, if
1: the free will belief is harmful and toxic. It's killing people, in my opinion, because Elliot Rodger, we did a show on that, to go nuts and attribute uh, you know, people hurting him. and He was a product of an environment. He shot and killed all these people. He hated everybody. So how's it going to make it better? Overcoming the, the toxic belief in free will is going to make for a better world. Less homicide, less suicide, and then George is keep saying, better for the climate.
2: Yeah, I think there's a certain population who's totally like on the fence, ready to go, ready to come on board, especially, you know, the atheist agnostic community, scientific community. But most people, I don't think, are really going to think it has that much significance to their lives. Okay,
1: say you're right. Say it has no significance, and everything is exactly the same, and we're just spinning our wheels. The truth is more meaningful. Like George says, we're only here for 80 to 90 years. Let's make – let's get this right. I mean let's own up to the fact that we have this free will thing all wrong. So even if it doesn't make any difference at all, the truth is very meaningful and we got to get it out there and make a movie. We owe it to ourselves as a a species who are conscious and aware of what our own true nature really is to tell the people this is who we are in relation to the universe.
2: I agree, but –
1: even if it doesn't make any – effing difference. Let's get the truth. That's I meaningful.
2: I totally agree. Thank though you. I feel like the yeah. entertainment industry and news industry is driven much more by the profit motive and the entertainment motive than anything about truth. I agree,
0: Mike. So, like, in other words, it has to be entertaining. So, like, in yeah. other words, like, a lot of this movie can be comedy. In other words, like, you ask a person, you ask a series of persons, do you The believe... banana caused you to slip. No, no, no just, just, like, two questions for the... Do you um, you believe everything has a cause, right? Mm -hmm. Three questions. Then, like, you ask them, like, do you believe you have free will? Yes. Okay, then, like, what caused you to believe you have free will, right? No,
1: no. Give me one decision that you believe is freely will. Right, right, Let them answer.
0: Right, and they'll answer, and then you ask them, "Did that have a cause?" And they'll say, "Yes." In other words, you'll get these people like on 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 tape. Yes, just like coming to the realization that like that, if they believe everything has a cause, then free will is completely impossible. That's one one. So, scenario. like an
1: interview with a regular person entrapping them into their own nonsense. That could be funny. It
0: would make a cool documentary.
1: Yes, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Or a know docudrama, about- yeah.
2: Uh, with real-life people?
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying to make it entertaining. So a comedy or a drama?
0: Actually, Mike, yeah, in terms Maybe of com- entertainment, yeah. No, no, in other words, we want it to appeal to people. We want people to say, you know, yes, it's going to make my life better. So these vignettes, it would be a docudrama. Right, so in other words, you have, like, a vignette of of a couple breaking up. Under the free will thing, they're, like, blaming each other. They're, you know, hurling all these, like, whatever. So, (laughs) like, so then, like, the next thing, you know, like, the same, same couple, whatever, whatever, you know, understanding that nobody has a free will. And so, like, just this comparison thing. But I I think, like, you know, somebody like Spielberg, somebody who who knows how to direct and, and make movies, they can make this really entertaining, you know, just, just... Just even, like, by explaining the, the insanity, the absurdity of, like, the universe making us believe stuff is up to us, you know, when absolutely nothing is. I mean, the, the entire, like, our whole mindset, I mean, the world couldn't be more absurdly insane, and this, this documentary would demonstrate that. This documentary would say, we've got the very fabric of who we are as human beings completely wrong. There's got to be a lot of comedy in that.
2: Yeah, well, it would be a big risk for whoever's making it because I think it would be the only time a mainstream uh, producer would um, be making a film based on some philosophical concept
0: for the masses. All right, well, that's a good point, Mike. But here's the thing, like, over the last several decades, this this debate has gone from philosophy to science. In other words, I mean, like, you know, like, with the neuroscience, with with these experiments that demonstrate that, like, you know, um, a few 200 milliseconds or seven seconds before a person makes a decision, you know, that decision's already been made before they're aware of it. So, like, it, it can be kind of like, just like, that not only does logic and reasoning and philosophy refute free will, we now have all this science. It could be a good uh, sci-fi film, possibly. Oh, uh, well, like- but I'm... See, because with sci-fi, I mean, like, what I'm afraid of that is like a lot of sci-fi is just by definition just not real. It's it's fictional, right? So, in other words, we want to make something like the the, the the this is reality. You know, free will belief is fi- fictional. <laughs> free will. You
1: know, right. What's wrong with having a CNN debate show, free will versus no free will debate show? That's got to be entertaining. Well, I mean, to start with, but not not every week, like once a month, a special. We're on there. The representative of every church is on there. The, the 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 Jewish, the clerk, the Muslim guy, the Hindu. You know, George and I, Sam Harris. Let's and debate. That's got to be interesting.
0: All right, Nick, you may be onto something because like, and
1: I'll be very entertaining. Hire me. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because like, I'll yeah, tell them what idiots they are.
0: No, yeah. Because I mean, like, you know, in other words, like, if it's then, a debate, it's, you know, I'd be afraid that it confuse people. But maybe, maybe I'm miss, you know. Yeah,
1: but people have a tendency to get very riled up over this issue. Emotions will be flying. Right. And take phone calls even. Let the public get in.
0: And the other thing is, like, if it is a debate show, then, like, the producer will say, hey, we're giving the churches, we're giving religions, we're giving philosophers a fair chance at this, right? It's not like we're going to, like, try trying to brainwash... And the
1: advertisers will know the market watching it will be highly, you know, maybe higher income people. So if you don't get a high audience, you'll get a higher, you know, bracket of income. So you'll get the advertising. And just
2: to interject, you know, I'm not totally, I'm not against the idea of this um, becoming, you know, a good movie with a good fan base. Um, There's wide you know, there's a good audience for philosophy films, the film about uh, Slavoj Zizek, the philosopher, has done very well, Astra Taylor, uh, The Examined Life, so there's definitely an audience for it. I'm just a little hesitant about the idea of it being a whole uh, mainstream uh,
1: saga. And when we've got 30 seconds. How do you get in contact with George? Someone's watching this. On MNN M&M in Manhattan, they want to get in touch with you to make the movie. Well, t- causalconsciousness.com?
0: Yeah, and over the last couple of days, I just sent out 500 emails to, to documentary producers. Is your email
1: there? Causalconsciousness.com? Um, Contact well, yes, me. Yes, yes, absolutely. So email GeorgiaCausalConsciousness.com. Tell them how we're going to make the world's greatest movie.
0: All right. Thanks for watching. We'll be back to explain to you better why we don't have free will, because we've been promoting it for a while, why this matters, and why the world will change in its extent we get this. Thanks for watching. <laughs>